0: Welcome to this happy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Palmer, joined by my fellow hosts, John Grasso and Paul Jarzembowski. This week, we're discussing intellectual properties at Disney parks. Disney seemingly owns everything, but there are glaring holes in representation at the parks. Each of us has an opinion, and we're going to share them. But before we get into that, welcome, fellas.
1: Hey, this is, a, this is one of the happiest moments of my week
0: i agree i i uh spend my week um my spare time when i'm not parenting or working literally daydreaming about doing a podcast with two other dudes talking about disney parks (laughs) and i am not ashamed of that
1: hey if you can't be in the parks you might as well just spend your week thinking about the parks and then thinking about talking about the parks and then if talking I, about the parks.
2: If I close my eyes and focus as hard as I can, I'm on main street, USA preparing to be disappointed by the new fireworks right now.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you won't be disappointed by this podcast listeners. No,
2: no way. I can almost smell the popcorn.
0: um speaking of that i think we can jump into what's making us happy this week um and i i can go first if you want um and i'll go first in the main topic as well this week um one of the things that made me absolutely delighted was sitting down uh with my daughter on her birthday uh watching um watching the disneyland uh, disney parks weddings where people plan out their weddings um this is on disney plus you can catch up on uh, disney plus it used to be on freeform i think and so it follows these couples as they're preparing to have their nuptials at disney parks or around the disney resorts some of them get married at some of the hotels or the park the resort uh resorts Um, and then some people get straight up married in front of the castle Um, so my daughter of course coming out of it Was like, so that's what I want to do when I get married. I'm like, daddy doesn't make enough. Start saving (laughs) now, buddy. (laughs) Wow.
1: Well, you know, a girl can dream.
2: (laughs) I was was
0: like, let me uh tell you what Paul and Sarah did. They went on their honeymoon to Disney World. I was like, that's what you can save up for. (laughs) You sweet
2: summer child. Oh, so,
0: but she got absolutely delighted we've watched a couple episodes before but her imagination imagination just lit up watching that show wow that's well, great i mean it's a little it, it's
1: interesting it's, it seems a little early to begin thinking about those things but uh hey
0: wasn't I she
2: guess... always thinking about disney uh, as the emperor said we will follow her career with great interest <laughs>
0: <laughs> at nine years old let me just say she's never getting married. Um, anytime, anytime a boy comes up to talk to her, I'm like, no, 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 keep it walking. Keep it walking.
1: I think you dream of being that, 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 that dad, you know, isn't there the, um, isn't isn't on disney plus isn't father of the bride um isn't that one of the movies or is that am i thinking like amazon prime or something like it that i'm not sure if it's on it.
0: disney plus i haven't watched it on disney plus but it should be there it's a disney property i, I think it
1: is a Disney. Dispar- yeah so so you're that you're you're that dad <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. yeah yeah i uh i love my daughter and i love that you know sometimes she gives into uh she's a dreamer she's a disney dreamer um I've talked about her imagineering plans, but uh, now I've got her dreaming about wedding, So that was a bad choice. Yeah, that I was, was a say, mistake.
1: Where did you go? To... <laughs> Decisions in life you make that you go. Wait a minute now. I we have several watching...
2: questions.
1: There's this great nature documentary on Disney Plus. Why didn't we go with that? <laughs> yeah. Seriously.
0: Seriously. How about you guys? What's making you happy this week?
2: I'll go real quick. Um, very simple. I am getting extremely excited for Enchanto. I, I've seen um, a couple of trailers. I, I think the the latest one I saw was sort of like that opening uh, montage song. Uh, well, that's what it appears to be anyway, and it's got that that beautiful Lin Manuel Miranda kind of touch to it. Uh, the movie just looks exquisitely animated. I know it's computer animation, but it looks it looks beautiful. And since it's not Pixar, I can almost guarantee that going into it, I'm not going to make a scene in the movie theater like I did during Coco and Up and Toy Story 3 and WALL-E and others, so um, I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, And a couple of other Disney products tomorrow as we record, this is Disney Plus Day, so I'm ready for some trailers. Matt, you sent us a sizzle reel of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which Uh, got me to fangirl harder than I've ever fangirled over something in my life so I'm hoping we get a trailer and then I I think Nicole will hear me yell from work Uh, so anyways that's what that is what is making me happy Paul well
1: you know I was thinking about it you know there's something I do every week um, that makes me happy it makes me think about Disney I never really mentioned it on the podcast because It's just something that's in my normal routine. So it's not out of the ordinary. But I thought when I was, I was thinking about you guys and I was thinking about all of our podcast listeners going when I did this week, when I do it and I think I yeah, to tell people about it. So like every, so Saturday mornings are like, for me, very, um, it's a very sacred time. You know, it's, it's that time where you kind of have, you know, there's no, you don't have to get to work. you, You don't have any additional, you know, additional responsibilities, usually on a typical you know like you can kind of like okay this is a morning I can take a break. Um, so what I usually do is I, I go downstairs, um, I make breakfast for myself, um, I I pull out like um, the, the, the Disney so as a pass holder, we once got like um, rocks glasses, um, uh, you know that with Mickey Mouse on them as for a pass holder thing. Um, I think now they, they they just give out magnets, but they used to want a couple of years ago, they were given out like rocks, glasses and stuff like that, which is pretty nice. Um, so I have that. And so I, you know, I pour my drink into into that glass and just make a breakfast of, you know, just it, it makes me feel like I'm at a Disney resort, you know, getting breakfast there. Um, and then what I do is I, I tune on YouTube on my television, and I watch like all the latest news and updates from the Disney parks. Um, Usually those trailers that we're talking about, I'm usually watching those and then watching somebody from the Disney park unpack what I missed in the trailer while watching it, you know, so all of those things. um, And that's something I do on Saturday mornings, just to kind of get ready for the the day, for the weekend. It makes me happy because it's kind of like, I kind of feel like I'm in that, that happy place in the morning. Um, I'm an early riser for those who don't know. And so for me, that's what I do on Disney vacations is I love a, a great big breakfast and, you know and and getting ready for the day and, you know and that I, while I wouldn't be watching YouTube videos in the parks, I'd be preparing to go and experience the parks, <laughs> but um, but you know that's kind of a, a moment and I do that every week. And so I just thought this week when I was doing it, I'm thinking I need to, share that as a happy moment because it happens every week and I kind of, you know, it, it's so normal for me. It's, it's not unique each week to week.
2: Wow. That so neat. What a wonderful routine.
0: I feel like yeah, I I, I, a window into Jarzembowski. Yeah, yeah.
2: Very intimate. Yeah,
1: well, you know, hey, come, if you're ever, if you're ever at the, at my, at at my, at the Jarzymbowski bed and breakfast, you know, you know what to expect if you should be there on a Saturday morning.
2: I'll be waking (laughs) up with you, man. That sounds awesome.
1: It does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Play some Disney music while, while, uh, you know, preparing the eggs and the, you know, everything. So it's, um, yeah. All,
2: all, I know you're not a, a coffee guy, but I, I just can't get this, like a nice cup of coffee and that, what a wonderful way to wake up.
1: Absolutely. My the wife baker, has the coffee the in the morning There is that smell.
0: Nice. What's that, Matt? I said the baker and his wife come walking by. You know, like everybody's washing their stuff in the uh, in the the wishing well. <laughs> See,
2: I, I got to tell you, Paul. I think I'd be an excellent asset to this. I, I am a good baker, so I could fulfill that role that Matt is is detailing here. I I can make some some nice, fun morning treats. Uh you know I uh, think that this this could work Matt you're close enough we could probably all do this that we can just record the podcast
1: we're just going to, this is going to be creepy now my saturday mornings there's going to be two dudes <laughs> <gonna> stop, <laughs> <get> around, <laughs> up, upstairs for on saturday morning going hey hey hey, good you-
2: morning paul good morning sunshine glad you finally woke up you're going to be like okay no get get out
0: this is getting there's a little going to be yelling Ill. from upstairs
2: pa paul
0: <laughs> There's two guys trying to do a podcast outside.
2: <laughs> we keep yelling, bonjour. Oh my goodness. All right, we should probably talk about Disney.
0: All right.
1: We're bringing smiles to our faces, thinking about this. This
2: absurd <laughs> fantasy, reality.
1: This absurd fantasy reality, yeah. So hey, oh, bro, don't are,
2: call it that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Matt. All right, back on track, back on track. Get us back all right. on track, Matt.
0: All right, let's get into the uh the main topic for today. Uh, I'm excited about this. So, I think we all can admit that we feel like Disney owns every seemingly everything these days. Star Wars, Marvel, um various characters. I know at one point they had the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in the Chronicles of Narnia. I don't think the ownership rests with them at this point, but Indiana Jones, obviously, there's there's many different properties um, that that Disney owns that they can tap into in certain aspects. They obviously can't develop in, in Florida with Marvel um, because of an agreement with Universal Studios. Um, so there's a lot of play, um, and... Let's be honest, intellectual property is kind of a testy subject when it comes to Disney fans. Some people love IP. Uh Bob Chapek loves IP. <laughs>
1: no comment. Oh, absolutely he loves it. And
0: all the money it brings in. <laughs> and then other fans do not like the integration of IP into the Disney parks. Me? Um I'm a person that Uh, loves the fact that Disney has a big sandbox to play with. But um, I do see some glaring absences. And it's going to sound odd, I think. I'm going to jump out of the gate with mine. Um, I think one thing that is very odd to me about Disney parks, particularly Disney World, um, is that they're, they're oddly lacking in relishing the Disney animated film history um, fully embracing it if if there's anything that you like critics can say about the magic kingdom magic kingdom um, is that it's probably over-reliant on the animated princess history of of disney Um, there's lots of meet and greets there's the expansion of, of new fantasy land in the last five to six years that built the castle for Beauty and the Beast, um, expanded and, and put the East Coast version of the Little Mermaid ride as well. Um, but I look at it and I can't help but, and I, I believe I've said this on one of the previous episodes, I can't help but regret that the one nod to uh, Tangled and Rapunzel is a bathroom. In the Magic Kingdom. A beautifully themed bathroom.
2: New meaning to the words royal flush, huh?
0: So good. I think we can just go ahead and end the show right now. That's a walk-off right there.
2: I, I just I had to. I just had to. Keep going.
0: Um Tangled is um classic Disney animated. Is a classic Disney animated film made in the contemporary age, the the first computer generated. Uh, film in the Disney um, Disney animated features, uh, or of uh, I think I pronounced that right. I hope I didn't butcher the word. Um, and it has a bathroom, and they have Rapunzel's tower um, beyond the bathroom, but it literally is just an artifice, um, a brilliant sort of Disney Imagineer nod of, of scale and things like that. But I can't help but think that there are many other Disney films, including Tangled, uh, that just simply do not get the respect they deserve. I feel like there's a, almost a turning away from the proud early Disney animated history. Um, obviously, they, they transitioned the scary adventures of Snow White into the newer um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, um, which is a fine ride probably also a victim of some budgetary cuts here or there. Um, but when I look at Disneyland and their fantasy land, they have several different dark rides uh, that really embrace the animated history. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, obviously that's no longer a Disney World in the Magic Kingdom. Um, Pinocchio's Daring Journey, which is a beautiful old school dark ride, much in the vein of of Mister Toes Wild Ride and Snow White's Scary Adventures, um, and I look at Magic Kingdom and the thing they have for Pinocchio is a restaurant. And there's so many nods to Disney animated films that are not actual attractions but restaurants. Beauty and the Beast, and you go there and if you have enough money saved up for the day, you could go and and have, I guess, an okay lunch or dinner at the Beast castle, Um, but you can't really experience the adventure of that movie. Um, And if you look in Asia, they've recently done um, a ride centered around that movie and you have a restaurant themed for Pinocchio. Um, And there's not really a place in in the Magic Kingdom itself to really appreciate the Disney animated history itself, how beautiful it is and how foundational it is to this company. Um, the story of Disney doesn't happen without these films. Pinocchio, obviously there's Peter Pan's Flight, uh, which is a beloved ride, both on the West and East Coast and throughout the world. Um, But there's many different films throughout their history. And I know John's gonna get into one uh, hopefully pretty soon, but I look at it, Aladdin's all the way over in Adventureland and not with the rest of the Disney animated films over over here in, in Fantasyland. Um, there's films from the 1980s and the 1970s and the 1960s. You you don't have meet and greets with any of those characters, none. It's all centered around the princesses. So my advice to the Disney company, if you're listening to this podcast, show that you revere the history that got you to this place, uh, broaden it, um, open your hearts and your minds because people love those films and they're obviously all discovering them on Disney Plus right now. So, like you have more access access to Disney animated films than at any other point in history. I grew up with Disney animated films locked in the vault, quote unquote. Um, and Snow White would come out every four or five years, you know, some of the other ones. Um, now the vault is open at any time for anybody who subscribes to Disney Plus. People are falling in love with these films. Children are falling in love with these films every day. Um, and I'd love to see the Imagineers tap into those films and expand that with some of the old school dark rides, some newer technology. Let's see a, a water water slide ride based off the tower from, from Rapunzel from Tangled. I would love to see. There's a water aspect to that movie. Um, I would love for the escape from the tower, you know, to be a part of the adventure of that really let the Imagineers open up and and uh, see what they can do with some of the most beloved classics. Um, so John, I know you've got something in the hopper too. What do you want to talk about?
2: So I've got something in the hopper, but I'm interested to hear your take on the expansion coming in, coming to Tokyo Disney Sea. For our listeners that aren't familiar with that, it's, it's a new spring they're adding. What is it? The seventh port of call, which is fantasy Springs, right. which is essentially a loose way to tie in some IP into sort of like a Mediterranean slash European spring. And Tangled is uh, Tangled, Peter Pan, and Frozen, right? All right.
0: I believe Tangled so. Peter. Yes.
2: But what do you think is yay, nay? Is that sort of what you're getting at? Do you want to see that for Disney World? You're not talking I, about like Home on the Range. You're talking about.
0: No, I am not talking about Home on the Range. I don't think anybody's talking about Home on the Range. <laughs> I don't
2: think anybody's talking about Home on the Range. <laughs> And I'm not
0: sure if there'd ever be a splashdown ride based off of uh, Emperor's New Groove, but I'd be open to it.
2: Wouldn't that be great? Pull the lever. Wrong lever. Boom. Yes. Oh. Um, but w- I think
0: one of the things that I'm hesitant about with some of those plans that you're talking about is they feel more like shopping experiences than actual experiences. Experiences. Disney, somewhere around the last like 10 years, has decided that people are going to be okay just walking around shops or walking around restaurants.
2: There are going to be three three rides, though, no? I think. Like, um, I'm pretty positive that each is going to be like headlined by an e-ticket.
0: I'm hoping because uh, the over-reliance on. Walking around and seeing something that looks like something, but isn't actually giving you the experience of being experiencing the story, the way that Snow White's Scary Adventure really submerged you right into the middle of the adventure, or Pinocchio's daring journey. All of a sudden, uh you know, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Even though the the Wind in the Willows doesn't end in hell, <laughs> yeah, end in hell. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Um, just something that. Puts you in the movie experience uh, in the tale, uh, I would completely embrace. Um, where I get hesitant is where Disney thinks that people want to go to a restaurant and sit there and have somebody serve them a meal, but not actually experience the movie. So, what's your um,
2: verdict on the Beauty and the Beast ride in Tokyo?
0: I think it's very good. I, I, um, the technology is very impressive. Um, I think I've shared this off pod. I felt like they kind of shorted the story just a bit, but I understand they had a, uh, they had a specific mm-hmm. angle they were going for.
2: Right. Um,
0: right. and a lot of the technology they pulled off, it looks like they borrowed some of that for the update to Snow White's Scary Adventure when it became Snow White's Enchanted Wish. Um, some of the ways that that ride ends now look like they borrow heavily from the technology that, that, that was used in that beating the Beast ride. So, um, I say this as somebody who hasn't been on some of the free-floating, trackless rides yet. Um, I know that that's used in that ride in in Asia, so I'm I'm very curious um, about how that would transfer over because I'm still not so I see those things on YouTube. You know, I've I've done the point of view rides. Paul, you've been on some of those trackless rides. Um, down in down in Florida. And I'm really curious about the The one thing I don't like about those rides seemingly is like the lack of flexibility, but it does have that in something like rise of the resistance where, where you have a little bit of a drop um, moving from place to place and dropping. Um, so yeah, I think that um, I really do think that some of those elements of Beauty and the Beast, I really, um, hopefully the American audiences get to get more glimpses of that technology. Uh, we'd love to see that implemented down in the Magic Kingdom in some form, because I think people are going to get kind of bored going to the Beast Castle, um, especially if the gray stuff is, I, I think we discussed a couple weeks ago.
2: It's just okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be delicious.
0: <laughs> There's a song.
1: We all know the song. <laughs> Matt, I really appreciate one of the things you said is that, you know, we, with Disney plus now having the vault open, Basically, the door is open on the vault for, you know, uh, for, through through the Disney Plus ex- platform. And now more young people or, or even adults are able to discover some of these things um, that are part of Disney's history. Um, and, you know, I mean, even the animated films like Oliver and Company or Black Cauldron are there on the Disney Plus thing now, you know, so there's a lot of, there's a plethora. And I think... I think we can't just think that the only thing people want is the latest movie that was in the movie theater well first of all because not as many people are going to movies at at this time currently and more people are watching disney plus at home which means they're watching more there's more people watching you know uh you know the black cauldron i'm just picking on that one for a moment then there are people going to the latest animated movie in the film in the theater simply because there's more access and so but let you know so you got to think through what all are we um we providing so i think you're also tapping into the rich history um and i would even challenge to go back even farther i mean obviously as walt said it all started with the mouse so you know there's the shorts and thank god they put um the mickey mouse ride uh in uh, hollywood studios and then in disneyland that's coming up um so i it's nice that there's actually a ride with Mickey Mouse at the center which is something that Disney has <laughs> ironically for a company founded on the mouse it just recently said oh yeah let's put a ride with Mickey Mouse in it um and so you know and i have a lot of love for the ducks so you know uh, not i'm waiting for that those rides to come out even goofy's got a barnstormer but um uh so anyway yeah there's a lot of rich history that's there so thanks for bringing that up though
0: yeah i I I look at the... Although Disney is kind of acting like they never made the announcement, because they they don't mention the Mary Poppins attraction that they were going to build in Epcot very much anymore. Um, I would love to see that integrated. You don't see... You you see Mary Poppins walking around Disneyland a little bit. Um, Would love to see that, um, the animated part of that film, recognized in some fashion in, in Fantasyland.
1: And for the um, record, she does walk around Epcot. Well, at least... Yeah, she does. Part so, of Epcot. Yeah, but in the UK. The UK. <laughs> she walks in circles around the, the UK pavilion in Epcot.
2: But all
0: the people who don't like IP being integrated into Epcot are like, what's she doing here?
2: Uh, so, John, what are you thinking? Yeah. Okay, so um, totally agree with you in every way. Uh, I think Tangled gets... Uh, gets sort of uh, shafted. I think Princess and the Frog now, thankfully, is going to to get a, a ride uh, in, in Splash Mountain. But uh, prior to that, I would have said Princess and the Frog is pr- perhaps the most deserving of a mini land, a little Tiana's restaurant, uh, a ride. But for me, and this actually might ruffle some feathers um, because I think they're going to say, well, it's not overused, but for me, or underused, for me, the Lion King is one of the most underused IPs at the parks. And um, the reason I say that, uh, it's multifaceted, but it's it's about 80% of the reason is, is that movie is begging for the dark ride treatment, for the uh, tr- trackless, like full scale, you know, knock your socks off dark ride treatment, where you are immersed into Pride Rock and the Savannah, um, And it could be a recap of the movie. It could be sort of a a post-movie kind of uh, jaunt like Frozen is. But it just needs to happen. And a theater that's lightly themed to The Lion King, tucked away in the Africa section uh, of the park, is lovely. It's thematically brilliant. It looks fantastic with Harambe, but... The Lion King is begging for the dark ride treatment. I mean, I would like to see uh, the land next to uh, Africa and Animal Kingdom, um, which is currently Rafiki's Planet Watch and also empty, to have sort of a Lion King land there. I think it fits in with the Mission of the Park. You know, Chapek loves uh, IP. The Lion King just made a billion dollars, you know, with its live action and i'm for the the listeners i'm using quotes because even though i like the lion king live action is a bit of a stretch um but uh, i just uh, it's almost unfathomable unfathomable but that uh the movie where most 90s kids call the song the circle of life the disney national anthem uh is not represented in the animal kingdom uh in a a way that's beyond uh, a very charming but in my opinion kind of like not really a repeat value show. Uh, I mean there's so much you could do with it other than really you can't really there's not a whole lot you could do in terms of an eatery but like a little mini land where you enter into a dark ride via Pride Rock and I mean animatronics have come such a long way the songs are incredible, and so beyond hearing the Circle of Life when they open up the Animal Kingdom for the day and heading to the Lion King ride, there's there's no meet and greets, there's no there's nothing. I I it blows. It, I mean, look, very biased. It is far and away my favorite Disney movie, but um, I just don't understand it.
0: Give me a wildebeest stampede section of the Lion King ride.
2: Can you imagine that with the trackless system as you're weaving in and out of the sort of the carnage?
0: Give me, give me a section where we're going through be prepared and surrounded by all the hyenas singing.
2: The sulfur vents. Yes. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? You can smell it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fantastic? But can you imagine? It's like Rome burning. Yeah. Yeah. Although sulfur probably wouldn't smell so good, but if you, which you, I still think you should do it, but if you started the ride, like you kind of entered into sort of some darkness and then you entered into the next room and then boom, the circle of life just explodes into the ride. Can you imagine the Hakuna Matata scene where they're in the, the sort of the, the rainforesty um Victoria Falls type area? I mean, the visuals of that movie really don't get enough credit because the music is just so knock your socks off good. Right. Um, I think it would just it would lend itself to a a a dark ride that I think uh, Animal Kingdom needs like a people eating dark ride. The Lion King is a relevant IP. Uh, Paul's watching me get real worked up about this.
1: Well, I'm also laughing that you uh, a people eating IP, um, considering that the lion is a (laughs)
2: man
1: eating uh creature so i
0: you win.
2: Think,
1: like wow that could be very immersive that literally could be we eat this is crowd control we immersed eat the in, the in the lion's mouth <laughs> so when you said that technically they do have the festival of the lion king show right. but i think where it's distinct is that you're talking about the animation Yes. I think that the Festival of The Lion King is an homage to the Broadway show.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And and,
1: and, and, and and let's not take anything. The Broadway show is brilliant. It is fabulous. But I think Festival of The Lion King is an homage to that, not necessarily an homage to the animated film. Um, and I think because it recreates some of the elements they use on, on on Broadway, the different ways that they animate the characters coming to life. But I think you're right. I think there needs to be an appreciation. There, I one thing they did have for a while was an Epcot the film that was next to Soren and the Land. Circle of Life. Was, I think it was the Circle of Life. I think it's now it's 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 now out. It's now a new film that also no one sees. Um, but there was this. Yeah, they did an animated film with the Lion King. They were trying it there, but it didn't really seem to. Because they were trying to kind of connect it to the land and and conservation, which is beautiful and great, but I just feel like it it didn't quite, it it fell flat a little bit. So, and I think the Animal Kingdom is probably, well, number one, Animal Kingdom, I've always thought Animal Kingdom is basically the Lion King is its source material. It is the, just as Cinderella is the source material for the the Magic Kingdom, really. Because her castle stands at the center. I think The Lion King is really where Animal Kingdom emerges from. So, but yet it doesn't really give it love for the animated film like it could. So, I like where you're putting it. So, are you replacing Rafiki's uh, Planet Watch? Are you, should we maybe add next to it or add some stuff somewhere? Uh,
2: if people really like it, um, I, I have no reason to replace it, but there's this huge chunk of land um, north it's of Asia east of Africa, um, and I mean this in the Animal Kingdom version.
1: Um, <laughs> the geography, and on, on if you look on a globe, just does not fit. That
2: does not work. Um, you'd end up North somewhere of Asia, far east away. Of Africa. It, uh, you'd have to cross the, rail, the railroad tracks there, but there's a huge yeah. chunk of land that I think could be divided. You know, like a, the, There could be a Lion King land. I, I think it deserves its own proper land, but you could also... You could, there's several, there's a lot of um expansion pads there for for future uh lands and that I would like to be thematically cohesive. But I mean, at the, in a pinch, uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch is not something that is, um, you know, people are not going to be devastated and they're also not going to be cheering at being gone like we are with Primeval World. Well,
1: I think that again, there are there have been attempts. Obviously, Rafiki is a character, an animated character in The Lion King, oh, so yeah. it does fit um you know so you do have that by the way you just did get kite tails um and nice. one out of the two or three shows um uh is a lion king show and that's the one actually that i saw when i was there a couple of weeks ago so it is pretty It it is beautiful by the way um and i think if, as a lion king fan you'll love it but i think you're right a ride
0: um i think that's the key
2: imagine I'm to see the kite tails
0: Imagine as the ride was ending, you hear Mufasa say, "Remember who you are." Oh, And that, that sends you out into the rest of your animal kingdom adventure. Like even a Pride Rock part of the uh, part of the the section overlooking some of the animal kingdom that's there. Yeah, looking out over some of the wildlife.
1: The savanna is itself like if you just lift, if you, if you could have a lookout area over the savannah, so if you can't, if you can't afford to stand in a 45-minute line and you don't want to pay for a genie plus, you know, you can go out on Pride Rock and, you know, kind of observe, you know, and see all this land before you. I like (laughs) it. Where the sun sets, but don't go
2: there. (laughs) I think it could be integrated in a thematically appropriate way with the current uh, section of Africa in, in that I think that the Lion King could have a separate land but because it would abut it, you could have something like that, Paul, and wouldn't be um, visually intrusive no. or undermine some of the, in my opinion, thematic purity of Animal Kingdom. Anyways, I'm going to keep going and it's definitely your turn, Paul. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining on that Pride Rock, by the way, if, if 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 you and I went there together, I would lift you up on the top of Pride Rock. Uh. <laughs> Although I think the, the 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 legal lawsuits would be like, oh shoot, all these people are gonna drop. Oh, lawsuits
2: would be drop
1: stunning. you into the lion
0: den. <laughs> That's why you would need a net to catch everybody. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, and a part of a
1: ride, you can just kind of
2: yeah, slide back down,
1: slide back down.
2: I can see the Disney bloggers now, like ten secrets about the Lion King r- ride. Number four will surprise you. How to get more out of your Disney vacation? Jumping into the <laughs> net.
1: jump into the lion den (laughs) yeah uh well i'll keep the animal theme going at least um so for me um one of the one of the ips that i think kind of like like john i don't think that they've given it nearly enough love in fact i feel like one of the most successful properties disney has had since the 1950s um has been scrooge mcduck and the whole mcduck experiences um i mean the the comic books back when carl barks uh created them in the 1950s uh and then uh, i personally grew up in the 1980s and i got to see ducktales the original ducktales Um, and it was a smashing success it was a great uh cartoon uh great i mean i remember rushing home from school or whatever it was and watching the latest episode and and i loved the you know and who doesn't love that theme song Ooh, um you know i so there's there's such greatness to it and i think that and and occasionally disney has trotted out um some things uh but not very much uh for, for a while there the only time you could really see it is at christmas time they would bring out scrooge um to 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 walk in the parade uh at the at in the uh at mary's uh at the merry christmas uh parade and and, and i forget what they, what's the what they used to call the the not mickey's not so scary christmas party but whatever the christmas party
0: was the it's probably called merriest something
1: merriest something yeah, i think of, it
2: was mickey's merriest
1: yeah yeah anyway but scrooge was in the parade because scrooge yeah, was in the nineteen eighties, um, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, and so he would be appropriately there. And then he would take pictures with guests. I think he would be in the Friar's Nook, um, where you get tater tots and all that. Um, <laughs> that's where he would take pictures with guests during the during the Christmas party. But that was about the extent of involving any any Ducktales or Scrooge property. Um, they, in Animal Kingdom, they got an idea to spruce up the Dinoland USA a couple of years ago by creating a backstory where Donald Duck and Scrooge McDuck discovered that they were related to dinosaurs. And so then they had meet and greets in Dinoland USA where um, so that's how they connected it was that they discovered that because birds are descended from dinosaurs that's where they would anyway you got to meet scrooge you got to meet Launchpad. you got to meet some of the huey dewey and louie um donald duck you got to meet all of them uh in that part of the park um and then um and 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 actually that's gone away now too i don't know if it's temporarily gone away or permanently gone away because of the pandemic but uh, there's not much of the 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 shells of where you got to do the meet and greets have now become places where you can sit and take a rest from the heat Um, So, which I actually like because every time I'm in that area, I want to sit in Scrooge McDuck's little area, but they haven't really used that property, Um, and that to me, you were speaking before Matt about the animation, and the television animation, I mean you have, uh, uh, you have the DuckTales, you have Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, you had those kind of sat you know, those those animated series. DuckTales was the one I gravitated to, but they don't really use those series. And it's not to say, like people say, well, they're not popular, kids don't know them anymore, but they just revived DuckTales. So DuckTales is now back on the air, um, with David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. Um, you know, so they've got they've 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 reinvigorated the franchise, but it has very little love in the parks. Um, and I think they could do a lot because. The other one I was gonna kind of consider for an IP that's missing is 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 Indiana Jones, which I know has a few things. Um, it has, it basically has a, um, uh, you know, a 30, 40 year old um, stage show, uh, stunt spectacular Indiana Jones thing that that's there. Um, so there's that. And then there's a quasi-themed restaurant in uh, Disney Springs and that's about the extent of it. And in Disneyland you've got the ride which is pretty awesome. Um but uh so but Indiana Jones is kind of like it's it that that and DuckTales go together. There's a very sense of adventure. I would love more of that because I think that what the parks need for for guys or for well actually not even just for guys but for for children and for adults who maybe you know because there's the princesses and then there's the pirates but if you don't so if you're if you're somebody who doesn't associate with pirates, you know, like I had, I associate with adventures. and I know they're building up the Adventures Club, which is good that they're doing in, in Disney World um, and, and even in different parts of actually the whole Disney parks properties, uh, the Society of uh, explorers and adventurers. But I think that's where this fits in. I want more of that. And ducktails, gave this sense of adventure, Indiana Jones gives that sense of adventure. So I want more of that. I don't, I don't just want, when I go to the parks, I don't just want to have a choice between, do I want to be a princess or a pirate? I want to be an adventure. Um, And that's what I associate with. There's very little IP. I could see a ride in actually anything. You could put it in fantasy land. You could put it in, you could put it in adventure land, fitting in adventure land. You could put it in animal kingdom. Um, You could put it in Hollywood studios. There's a, you know, uh, you could probably put it almost anywhere, even Epcot, we'll find a place for it. Um <laughs> so um, you know, I, I think I on a previous podcast I talked about swimming in the money bin, and you know, but I think there could be a ride going through Duckburg, being chased by the Beagle Boys. Um, but I just think that property has a lot to it um that I think could be mine. I know it's very specific. Um, um and uh, but I think it's something that I, I'd like to see more of.
2: Paul, I've got some real good news for you. DuckTales is an Epcot. World Showcase. It replaced the Kim Possible one. and Kim Oh, that's Possible right.
1: Yes. Yeah. So if you're a kid and you want to do the, you go around to each land and um, I think it's like you get points and you, I forget how you do that exactly. Matt, do you know? I
0: don't know. Uh, yeah. Like I, I tried to figure it out the, the uh, last time I was there and I was like, nope i'm not smart enough
1: it is kind of complex but yeah you're right ducktales does appear in epcot there and
0: start
1: it's a start start so i know that that property is there I, i don't know i just i i as a kid and i think even today's kids watching it there's something about scrooge um i also think it's okay i'm gonna get a little philosophical here but then again what else is new it's an intergenerational story you've got You've got children, you've got you've got adults, and then you've got seniors. you know, So you've got like the kids, you've got like the Donald, which is kind of like your adult age. And then you have Scrooge, which is kind of like your grandparent age. And they're all going on these adventures together. Um, so I think it's a great story of intergenerational, Intergenerational ducks—that is—but still, nonetheless, it's intergenerational. Um, you know, and that's the Disney spirit. That's Disney thinking to himself: I want a place where I can go with my kids and enjoy things together. And Ducktales is a story of families working together to solve mysteries and, you know, uh, escape danger and make discoveries. Um, so I—I I don't know. I just think that's what a great message to be sending to our families and kids. Uh, I just I love the Ducktales uh, ambiance, and I just think we need more
2: of that.
0: Paul wants more tales of daring. Do, <laughs> ooh,
2: yes, that's, that's the, the one. one. That's that's the walk off, Matt. That, that, that's, that's the real cool. one.
0: Well, guys, this is a great discussion, and I want to toss this out to our listeners to make sure that they interact with us on our social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and share it at thishappypodcast at gmail.com. What IP would you like to see more in the parks? Please share your answers. We'll be be sure to share it here on the show. Um, And then make sure you're listening to us. Um, You know, obviously you're listening to this podcast, but make sure you're also uh, subscribed on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, iHeart, Google, TuneIn, pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast. Review us share it with your friends give us a rating this helps us climb the rankings and helps more people discover this show guys i uh as we said earlier in the show i love um this this part of the week so i really do appreciate this conversation it inspires me to go out and do something so uh it's a little dangerous when we record this at night
2: but uh (laughs) (laughs) well and matt i want to commend you everybody listeners paul Matt did not bring up Zootopia one time this episode. And so for that, Matt, I'm giving you a round of applause. Listeners applaud at home.
0: So next week's episode is all about
2: Zootopia. <laughs> that's what you get, John. You had to bring it up. Oh, that's great. Cause we're talking about overused IPs in the park. <laughs> Boom!
0: This, this is the final episode of this happy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: podcast. By no. the way, Matt, uh, Nicole's. I hope you're listening. Um, Nicole agrees with you wholeheartedly and gets so mad at me when I ride you about Zootopia.
0: <laughs> I, I <laughs> promised everyone I'll reserve comment. I will not beat the dead horse once more in this episode. I've laid out my case and I hope that you all subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, it's called Zootopia, Matt's Musings. anyway uh thanks for joining us this week on this happy podcast everyone we will see you real soon